The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on The Open Door, the online voice of The Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Well, I'm glad we're all here, gentlemen. Today, we are going to talk about the beginnings of things. When did the Samurai House begin? Why did it begin? What is it all about? You know, we always um, talk around the subject, but we never really talk at it directly. So let's do that today. So let's start with the Summit Lighthouse. What the is Summit it? The Summit Lighthouse. Well, the Summit Lighthouse was the uh, organization. It's kind of our parent organization. It was founded in 1958, sponsored by the Ascended Masters mm-hmm. and through Mark Prophet, who was uh, obviously the founding mentor and original messenger. And I think when we look at the Summit Lighthouse, we have to look at it in context. And the context is that the Ascended Masters, this is not just in the last 100 years or the last 500 years, but the last thousands of years, they're always looking for a way to bring forth new teachings and new light, whatever, whether it's a dispensation of a new religion or opportunity or the prophets of ancient Israel, where a teaching could come forth that would be given to the people of God upon this planet where they could use and implement. And so about 100, well, over 100 years ago, I guess in the 1870s, was uh, at the time that they, they, sent a, they began the sponsorship of what? Well, the, uh, uh, mm, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank right now. It's the Theosophical Society. Theosophical Society, yeah. of course. Blavatsky. Madame Blavatsky. And right. she was uh, essentially a messenger for the great right brother at that time. And so they introduced the ideas uh, of the Ascended Masters and so forth, and then it progressed. And after this dispensation, the, the next one that is the most significant, of course, is the IM movement from the 1930s, which was Guy and Ed Ballard. They were also sponsored by the Ascended Masters. Oh, let me stop you there for a second. Was the Bridge to Freedom in there somewhere, too? That's after that. That's after that. Okay. So so what's happening here is, is you know, one of the teachings of the Ascended Masters is progressive revelation. In other words, there is continual truth coming forth through sponsored organizations. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And um, so it came time for the Summit Lighthouse to be sponsored, and it was part of the ongoing uh, next step, so to speak, in, in bringing forth the teachings of, of the Ascended Masters. You know, when I, when I was a boy and I was growing up, and I was thinking, of course, we all understand the story of Jesus and the ancient prophets of Israel and so forth. You know, I, when I heard about the Summit Lado, I thought, well, that's an organization, you know. It doesn't quite fit with what my idea is, how God should bring forth truth. Um, you know, and I don't know whether I expected a Jesus to return and teach us, but um, I came to understanding that God has to work through people on this planet. And so, in, in these times, we need an organization. That's right. how things function. And what is different about the Summit Lighthouse is sponsorship. There are many well-intentioned people upon this planetary body that are trying to do good things. 
But the difference with the Summit Lighthouse is that it has a sponsorship from the Ascended Masters. Mm -hmm. And that has made all the difference in the world because it's allowed certain truths and dispositions to come forth that wouldn't come forth otherwise. And, of course, that plays right into the role of the messengers. You know, you mentioned progressive revelation. This is a really important thing because basically it's saying God has not stopped talking to us. Yeah. A lot of people believe that the orthodox beliefs are basically cast in stone. They're, they're it. They're done. It was in the Bible. and End of story. Yeah, and after the canon was established, and what was it, the Council of Nicaea or whatever it was, yeah. you know, that's it. We're done. And But the truth is we are nowhere near being done. It's continuous. It goes on. Exactly. So this conversation with, the, with, with God is through the Ascended Masters, through the agency of the messengers. And, and it builds on itself. And there are different cycles and ages and so forth. We're ending the age of Aquarius, the age of the Divine Mother. So there's progressive teaching and revelation. And this is the way that God brought it forth. And it's, it's kind of, um, you know, you don't think of the United States as, as being the source of great ancient wisdom. But that's where it was sponsored by the Ascended Master. But of course, the United States is a sponsored nation yeah. uh, for all people on this planet. So there, there's a broad scheme and plan here <laughs> in place as we understand it. So we do need to look at it in context. Otherwise, why would this not just be another organization that's trying to do good things? Yeah, and you know, uh, let me just interject. Sure. I, I asked Elizabeth Clare Prophet the uh, the question, what what are we going to do to bring forth uh, all of that wonderful information that was burned in the Library of Alexandria? And she <laughs> said, Terry, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, like no brainer, you know. And so it is. It's uh, all of these things that have been destroyed. I mean, there's there's obviously always some sort of an attack upon the light when the light shows up, uh, and so. We have now, uh, through, this, through this organization, the Summit Lighthouse, which basically is for the publishing and the spreading of the teachings of the Ascended Masters mm-hmm. across the face of the earth. That's, that's its main reason for being. And so all these Ascended Masters, cosmic beings, angels, Elohim, are, are giving all these teachings. They're filling in the spaces. They're re-releasing the things that have been lost. And, and as Mrs. Prophet said so often, she said, I'm not here to teach you anything new. I'm here to remind you of what you already know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for each one of us, there was that responsiveness or that cord within us. But, you know, let's talk about the messengers for a minute. Can we sure, do that? absolutely. And, you know, it's always difficult when... Um, people are head of religious organizations and so forth. I mean, look at the Pope. Um, there's a certain idolatry that forms around them, so they must be special people. And I think if you understand the path of Elizabeth Clare Prophet, uh, yes, they had great attainment on certain things from their previous embodiments, but they had a big chunk of karma when they came in. But what they had was they had sponsorship, and because of their previous attainment and their demonstrating their trustfulness from with the light and the teachings of God, that they were able to be sponsored to be the uh, instruments of this revelation coming forth. And because it's sponsored, it has a different level of purity, if you will, than things that come from the the straight psychic realm. You know, um, I kind of tease this because it's coming up fairly soon. We're going to be playing an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she actually talks about that very point. How do we know it's true? How do we know the difference between what you're teaching, what you're bringing forth with the Ascended Masters, and some other source, unnamed? You know, how do you know? And I think one of the things we've talked about before many times, and we'll get into this some more, is discernment. Yeah. You know, we know the truth deep in our hearts. We know. It, it vibrates. And I think what people need to do is they need to get past, you know, Mark and Elizabeth Carpoff as human beings. They're human beings like they were human beings like us. They made mistakes. They had karma. Mm-hmm. They, you know, but they were, had attained a certain level uh, where they could be sponsored. And so even as Beethoven brought forth these incredible, uh, incredible music on this planet, 
Um, we don't say the music's not good because, you know, we don't think Beethoven was such a great guy or whatever. He wasn't perfect. Yeah. And so it is with the prophets. You know, we understand they have a mantle. And I want to say something here. The office, the, the title of messenger is an office. Like the president of the United States is an office. Mm-hmm. And they occupy that office. Uh, and there have been ones previous, like Guy and Edna Ballard in the 1930s. They right. were messengers as well. So it's not they're only messengers for all time, but they occupy the office now. And um, actually, it's referred to that office in the book of Revelation, you know, by the two witnesses. Well, and, and some right. of the great prophets, Jeremiah, they were messengers. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, it's interesting that the, the name prophet was a real name. There was not, they, they didn't take on yeah, that, that name. Yeah, that was, a, it was an Irish name. I mean, it's kind of ironic <laughs> in a way. People said, oh, I thought Elizabeth Prophet, that was her title. Right. But it actually was Mark Prophet's birth name. Right, yeah. So it's kind of a, a cosmic uh, little humorous there. <laughs> well, humor aside... <laughs> It was very prophetic. Yeah, prophetic, exactly. <laughs> and Mark was uh, was really quite a character. I mean, he was raised in traditional, uh, I think it was a Baptist uh, upbringing. It was a fundamentalist Christian. Fundamentalist church. Christian upbringing. Yeah. And so when <clears throat> Elmore... <laughs> when Elmore appeared to him with his turban on, he was working on the railroad, you know, and, and uh, he just, uh, he could hardly believe it. I'm, in other words, he, he just kind of refused to do anything at that yeah. point, you know. And so uh, Elmore said, well, as you wish, my son. And so it took a while. Actually... Mark Prophet had to demand him come back into his world when he got to thinking about what a great thing he could do. Well, he yeah. realized but he that, understood what was really going well, on. Yeah. yeah, but when he, he was he was called to service and he said no initially. That's right. <laughs> you know, so if he did, you can imagine what level of discernment we need to make the same kind of choice if we're asked to make that choice. You yes. know, I think one of the challenges people face is there's so much out there in the marketplace. And again, there's a lot of people with good intentions, and there's some with not so good intentions that are trying to, to sell their spiritual wares or, or to spread their you're spiritual wares. You're putting that nicely. Well, it, it's true. And so it does take discernment to understand what is the truth and what is it's a vibration. And so it's, it can't just be, you know, uh, praising you, you're a wonderful soul, you're all these great things, da-da-da-da-da. has to be, this is the reality of who you are, this is the reality of your karma, this is what you need to do to balance it. Well, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot is that our path is a path, a path of practice. Right. It's practical. We have tools like decrees and the violet flame. If we practice, then our vibration it gets cleaned up, and we're able to discern more clearly the differences between the subtle lie, perhaps, and the truth of the light. Because what happens is on, on many, many false teachings, they be maybe 95% correct. Yes. But then they put a hook in there of a false teaching. And that's where many of us in other lifetimes have, have fallen off the that's track. True. So we, we get hooked into something that is close to being true, but it's not true. And, and then, of course, uh, we get distracted from our true path. Yeah, right. you know, you mentioned the, uh, the library at Alexandria, and I'm sure that there are other... Ideas that, like the Vatican Library, I don't mean to open up a conspiracy theory here, (laughs) but, um, you know, one of the things that we do, and you who are listening can do this too, is we travel at night in our soul's finer bodies to the retreats of the Ascended Masters, where we are taught. So, progressive revelation does not necessarily come to us in in our conscious, awakened life, but rather, at times, as we sleep, in the retreats, we're being tutored, our souls are being tutored in these finer points of cosmic law. And, and, you know, you can get there with a very simple call. You can just say, say, beloved Archangel Michael, take me to an etheric retreat tonight where it is proper for me to learn the next best thing and help me get through the astral level or the astral plane and get to the heaven levels. And, and that's all you have to say. Yeah, and the reason I bring that up now is that we're talking about the messengers bringing forth dictations from these ascended masters and this information, this right. content, and the quality of the content is 
as certifiable as it can be. I know that I think Elizabeth Prophet and perhaps Mark too have said that even they can't guarantee that it's 100% because it still comes through the human. They're not in a trance. They're, they're not, they have not been transported someplace else. They're there. Yeah. bringing forth this, these teachings right. and this wisdom. You, you know, I'd like to add something, if I may, here. <clears throat> Excuse me, you Tom. You can add anything, <laughs> anytime. You know, at the time of Jesus, you know, one of the things that obviously attracted a lot of attention was his healings. I mean, if it's anything people want on this planet, they want to be healed. And so that in itself, and, the, and you know, the Brotherhood used that as a, as a magnet to draw people to Jesus because there wasn't mass communication and so forth. But it's interesting, in the dispensation of the Summit Lighthouse, one of the things the Ascetic Masters determined is that they would not use phenomena, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be psychic mm-hmm. phenomena or other mm-hmm. things, to draw people to it because they wanted people to come for pure motives, not just, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healed. And there are techniques for healing. But in terms of the outer manifestation of what we would call miracles, that hasn't been part of this movement because um, they want to attract people that have the, the desire for God and the knowledge of God from a very different perspective than just seeing outer things. Now, there are a lot of people that can manifest so-called miracles. You know, there's a lot of black magicians from India and other places that can do things that defy, you know, physical law, seemingly. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that they're spiritually attained. It just means they've learned the technique. So I think when people are sometimes are attracted to phenomena, you know, that's what gets them there. Uh, But the reality is it's not necessary for the spiritual path. And the true speaker, seeker, does seek for that inner knowing, that inner knowledge, that this, there's a path. It's not just entertainment or, or outer healing. It's a deep healing at the level of the soul yes. that the masters teach about. And there is healing through the, through the sure. summer light, also through the violet flame and other things. But I just wanted to give that differentiate because you see a lot of, for instance, uh, Protestant preachers, that their whole thing is healing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not what it is about the path of your ascension. It's about dealing with outer circumstances what the Ascended Masters teach, go to the cause and core, which is much deeper. Yeah. Well, and we can cover this another time, but we have spoken of the fact that when someone is healed, we always wish that it is healed according to the will of God. Yeah. Because if somebody is healed and it is not God's will, there's some karma attached to that. For everybody concerned. For everybody concerned. For everybody concerned. Well, <laughs> on that happy note, <laughs> let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll begin an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she talks about the founding of the of the Summit Lighthouse in particular in her extraordinary relationship with Mark Prophet. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org 
slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. We are talking today about the founding of the Summit Lighthouse. We're talking about the Ascended Masters, and we're talking about the messengers who have brought forth dictations from these masters through the Summit Lighthouse to you and me. Here is an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet where she talks about the origins of the Summit Lighthouse and her relationship with her twin flame, Mark Prophet. Here it is. You're the head of a growing worldwide movement, and would you just tell us how it all got started? Well, it is a movement, and it began with a man and a master, both of whom I was privileged to meet while I was studying at Boston University in 1961. I had been seeking the Ascended Masters for a full five years. I had realized that Jesus was and is the living Master of my life, and also I understood Him to be the Savior and the open door for the soul's reunion with God. I was seeking and finding that living relationship with Him, and in conjunction with that, I was seeking the Ascended Master, Saint Germain who I identified through a picture that I found in an old book in my mother's library. Saint Germain then became truly the brother, the holy brother, which his name implies, Saint Germain. And so it was with Jesus and Saint Germain at the forefront of my consciousness that I was pursuing this walk, this inner walk with God. And finally, at the conclusion of the five-year search, It was neither one who came to me, but it was, in fact, the Ascended Master, El Moria, who was to be my guru and the one who trained me to be the messenger for the Ascended Masters. I found El Moria through his messenger, Mark El Prophet. Through a strange set of circumstances, I found a group of devotees in Boston who were students of the Ascended Masters. I attended one of their meetings one evening and found that 
Mark Prophet had journeyed from Washington, D.C. to give a lecture and a dictation. As I sat in the audience in meditation, I began to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And after he concluded his lecture, he announced that we would hear a dictation. The dictation that was given was by Michael the Archangel. The dictation came as the dictations came to the prophets of Israel. The word of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord truly descended upon this man, Mark, whose face I beheld for the first time. As I listened to the word of the emissary of God, Archangel Michael, I felt the deliverance of this archangel who is depicted in the book of Revelation as the one who comes to help the woman clothed with the sun and to deliver her and the man-child from the face of the dragon. I recognized in Archangel Michael a being whom I had known for many incarnations, who was the guardian spirit of the people Israel as they crossed over the wilderness through the Red Sea, and is the one who succored Joan of Arc in the hour of her great triumph and her sacrifice. And I knew that I was meeting one who was to lead me through the wilderness and bring me to my service to the Lord in this hour. And so Archangel Michael delivered the message that set me free to follow the calling from God to be a messenger. After this meeting, during the months that followed, I was in communion with my own God self and with a number of the ascended hosts, not the least of whom was Mary, the mother of Jesus, whom I was discovering, and I found her to be the great mother, the great virgin consciousness, and the one who restores in the sons and daughters of God their mission on earth. It was not long after this that I was cutting through a park in Boston, and there crossed my path the ascended master, El Moria. He appeared to me in a great light and a great energy. It was not a physical appearance, but it was a presence that I felt and a person whom I saw with the inner eye, the third eye. Tall and turbaned in a blue robe, he communicated to me the necessity of the mission of communicating to the sons and daughters of God, the remnant of the people of earth, that teaching of the Christ and of the prophets of Israel, some of which had been lost and some of which had not been interpreted by the Holy Ghost so as to make it understandable to the children of God in this age. He gave me my commission and said it was the result of my imploring the Lord to fulfill that mission and of my constant prayer to Jesus Christ and to St. Germain. He told me that I should go to Washington, D.C. to be trained as a messenger for the Ascended Masters and that he would train me through Mark Prophet. And he said that the purpose of his training would be that I could receive the initiations, allowing me to come into alignment with Jesus and St. Germain and finally to be anointed by St. Germain as his messenger. I obeyed the instructions of El Moria. I prepared to leave Boston. I journeyed to Washington, and my training began. It was a very arduous training, and it has led me across the years to this hour of the fruit of that mission, the movement that is today known as the Summit Lighthouse.
You describe a pretty extraordinary chain of events, and I'm just wondering if any of this frightened you at any time. It didn't frighten me because I was like the hound of heaven. I was pursuing the Ascended Masters from the moment that I recognized the portrait of Saint Germain. I had remembered that prior to my incarnation that I had been in the inner realms of light with the Ascended Hosts. I had recollections of the plans that the Ascended Masters had made to bring the teachings of the two witnesses to fruit in this age. And I was, you might say, chafing at the bit, waiting for the coming of the Lord's Hosts. In fact, I was so determined that I would make contact with the Brotherhood of Light that I actually stood on the roof of my apartment in Boston and cried out to God and to Jesus and to St. Germain to come and get me because I was ready for service. Were you able to tell anybody else what you were going through? Well, I could only really communicate it to Mark Prophet, who became my very close friend and teacher on the path, the instrument of El Moria, and ultimately became my husband. And I had the privilege then of knowing him as friend and wife and the mother of four children. And so, with Mark and then with the growing student body of devotees of the Masters, the movement has grown. And Mark and I served together for just 11 years. And then he took his leave of this plane as he told me that he would as soon as he prepared me to succeed him. And he passed on and then made his ascension and is now known to us as the Ascended Master Lanello. What was Mark Prophet like? Mark Prophet was the one whom I had been searching for in this world. I can remember ever since I was a little child, wherever I went, I would look for a pair of eyes that were full of God and full of the hope of the heaven world. Everywhere I went, in every church and synagogue where I would go seeking for God, I would be looking for those eyes. And in that hour when I was in Boston, in that little meeting when I saw him for the first time, I recognized the eyes of the one for whom I had been waiting. And so Mark Prophet gave to me and to all of us who knew him the example of the one who embodied a tremendous energy of God, a tremendous love and a tremendous wisdom. And he was someone who was with us and he was like Abraham. When we were with him, it was like living in the bosom of God. He was father to us. He was teacher. He was all things. We could see in him mother and Holy Spirit. He lived the life of the teachings, and he gave to us a most delicate impartation of the flame of his heart. And it is this flame as truly the energy of the Holy Spirit of his consciousness which we carry and which we see as the means of deliverance of the people of America and of the earth. You still hear from him, I gather. Well, one with the immortals, as the Ascended Master Lanello, he then becomes a part of the body of God in heaven, communicating to us the true teachings of Christ and Buddha in this age. Thank you very much. We will continue with this interview um, after a short break, but I'm reminded that uh, not only do my co-hosts here they knew Mrs. Prophet, but also they had met and knew to some extent Mark Prophet. Yes. Do you care to say anything about that? Well, I, I had the great opportunity to know him in 1972. He left uh, this plane in 1973, so off and on for mm-hmm. uh, about a year. Uh, I would mm-hmm. see him at the health food store, and I attended a couple of uh, Sunday evening services at wow. their uh, their center there in Colorado Springs. And 
What a man. <laughs> I can oh, imagine. Oh, my gosh. What a wonderful, wonderful man. Wow. I, had yeah. the, I was in college in Colorado, and I was <clears throat> seeking the truth, and I found a, a book that led me to a bookstore that led me to a conference in Colorado Springs. And so I went there and uh, got to meet Mark Prophet. I met him several times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things where it was so unique and so different, and I was said, what does this all mean? I'm trying <laughs> to sort it out. You know, where does this fit into everything? And I really feel it was a, a great mercy to my soul to meet him because there's a tie created. And, of course, we all have ties to the Ascended Masters. You know, some, <clears throat> I used to wonder, do they know who I am? <laughs> do, 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 do they have to look me up, so to speak? But the reality is we've spent many embodiments with the Ascended Masters, obviously prior to their ascension. So they know us, we know them, and we have a history of working with them. The fact you're hearing this, this show today, I think, is proof that you've mm-hmm. been with the Ascended Masters before they ascended and other embodiments. And so it's an ongoing journey. And now they've made it, and they want to help us. And mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. And, and, and you know, I have, to, I have to say, you know, Mark, Mark obviously recognized me when I walked into the health food store because I was sitting at the counter, and he sat down next to me. And he, he didn't introduce himself. He just looked at me and said, so, how do you like the place? <laughs> <laughs> like an old friend, you know what I mean? Yeah, we are old friends. Oh, I know. It's so sweet. Well, as you out there listening contemplate the cosmic Rolodex, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be back after, after that break. Please stay with us. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us. You are listening to The Open Door, and we are grateful. Thank you for being with us today. And today we're talking about the Summit Lighthouse, the Messengers, and the Ascended Masters. So what is an Ascended Master? How does one become an Ascended Master? Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet on that subject, and our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. One of the things that we've talked about a great deal are the Ascended Masters. So who are the Ascended Masters? Well, I always like to say that the Ascended Masters are people like you and me. In fact, they are sons and daughters of God who have realized that they are joint heirs with the Christ. And they have determined to master life, to pursue God with a passion through their sacred labor, and to reunite with Him at the conclusion of a lifetime that represents the culmination of many lifetimes of working out their karma and their dharma on earth. The Ascended Masters, then, are simply people like you and me who have re-entered into the consciousness of God. Now they are part of the Lord's hosts, the Ascended Hosts, or the Saints in Heaven, and they are the very hovering presence, the living Spirit of God who minister unto the children of God on earth. You mean they actually communicate directly with people on our plane? The Ascended Masters have been communicating with mankind for thousands of years. The prophets of Israel said that the word of the Lord came unto them, saying, and then they have delivered their prophecies. The Lord God whom they described was a personification of the Great Spirit, an individualized presence which appeared to them. In fact, there are many descriptions in Old and New Testament of those who came in white raiment, those who were angelic presences, who came with messages and warnings at certain crucial moments in the history of the people of Israel. We find then that the appearance of the Ascended Masters is not new, but the term Ascended Master is new, and it is something we need to understand as we enter the Aquarian Age. Of course, the term is self-explanatory. Master is one who has the full faculties of being, who has mastered, perhaps, one area of human endeavor. But in this sense, we are speaking of the master as the master teacher and the master of life. An ascended master is one who has reunited with the God flame, who has accelerated consciousness, and who is free from the round of rebirth, who does not continue to incarnate in the flesh and blood form, hence the term Ascended Master. Now we've all heard of masters from the East, the masters of India, and we would call them unascended masters because they are teachers who have mastered the energies of life and yet they are still in embodiment. If someone has mastered time and space and has mastered the need to operate on this plane, why should he come back and bother with us well this is the meaning of love it is the meaning of the love of all of the great ones who have come to earth it is that in overcoming they cannot bear to simply leave their brothers and sisters without an understanding of that path 
So the ascended masters are the benevolent ones, the compassionate ones, who remain hovering with this sphere, this planetary home, to show us the way out. And their communication has been very real to me over a period of about 20 years. I began feeling the presence of the ascended masters in childhood and in my teenage years. And finally, I saw the master El Moria who appeared to me when I was in college at Boston University. He came to me in answer to my calls of many years in which I told God that I wanted to be of service in communicating his teaching to the children of God. And so El Moria, who was embodied as St. Thomas More, came and told me that I must be trained to be a messenger so that I could set forth the teachings. So I began my training under Mark Prophet, who I later married, and I was able then to receive the dictations the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Mark and I have set forth these teachings in many books, publications, and on tape recordings. And essentially, they do provide that synthesis of the world's religions that I knew as a child I had come to do. This work continues now as we have our Summit University where we are training people of all ages in these teachings of the Ascended Masters. It's a very rewarding work because it always leads the individual back to the real self, the inner self, and that is the point of beginning for our life's work and fulfillment. So the Ascended Masters, you're saying, are doing the same thing today with you that they once did for uh, the prophets and the Bible and so forth. This is true, and of course, I am not exclusive. There are others who have heard the word of the Lord, and we have the prophecy of Joel that in the last days it would come that the Spirit of God would be poured out, and that there would be the dreaming of the dreams and the, the hearing of that word, and the pouring out of that spirit upon all flesh would be that moment when the people of God on earth would realize the very personal presence of the Lord's hosts. And so you see this in the charismatic movement today in the Protestant and the Catholic churches. People are waiting upon the word of the Lord. They are calling upon that spirit. And many are hearing and many lives are being transformed by it. What you're saying is really amazing and fantastic. And I guess the big question is, how does somebody know that what you're saying is true. How does one understand? There's only one way, and that is the formula which Jesus gave us. He said, by their fruits you shall know them. He told us there would be false Christs and false prophets. Hence, if there are to be false Christs and false prophets, we may induce that there would be true Christs and true prophets. And the coming of the Christ is the coming of the anointed one. This is the meaning of the word Christ. It means a son of God anointed with the Christ consciousness or with the light of the word or the second person of the Trinity. Those who come in the spirit of prophecy come with the Holy Spirit. And so there are some endowed as prophets, some endowed as Christs, and then there are those who are not a part of that dispensation, but who enter into practices of black magic and witchcraft, and these become the false Christs and the false prophets. The children of God must test or try the spirits to see whether they are of God. 
And the trying of the spirits means the testing of the vibration, the testing of the very foundations of truth. And this we must do through quiet communion and meditation and the calling upon the name of the Lord, I am that I am, to give us the proof that the word that we are speaking is real. In other words, it's possible for anyone to decide whether or not your experience is real just by listening to you. Yes, because we all have God living within us. And the flame of God gives to us that consciousness whereby we can determine light and darkness. Frequently you give live dictations and Sunday services and you have produced several books by dictation who have, uh, that have been written through you. I wonder if you could tell us what happens during a dictation? Does the master speak through you? Is he, is he present at the time? Does he inspire you? Or what is the nature of this experience? I've been called a messenger by the masters who have used me for this purpose. And the office of a messenger is something that comes by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so does the gift of prophecy come. It is a grace. It is an endowment. It is something that one achieves by walking with God until God calls that one to speak to his people. And so during a dictation, it is the acceleration or the elevation of my consciousness so that that consciousness can mesh with the consciousness of an ascended master. And the moment of the meshing is, is an experience of my higher consciousness, which I visualize as a sphere, actually meshing with the sphere of the ascended master. And in that moment, then, there is the release of the word and the use of my voice, my physical vehicles, as the instrument for the bringing forth of this teaching. Are you doing the talking, or is the Master doing the talking at this time? Well, I am very much a part of a real experience in the presence of the Master. It's like being inside someone's mind. The mind of the Master is cogitating through my mind, and he is speaking through my mouth. However, I am not in a trance, and I am in full awareness of my full faculties of the Christ mind. This is quite different than I gather from what is uh, normally referred to as uh, psychic uh, involvement? Well, the psychic channeling that is brought forth many times in trance comes through the subconscious mind, where the individual is not in the presence of his own Christ mind, and yet his vehicles are used by discarnates, disembodied spirits, uh, to convey such messages as we are familiar with from the departed through the spiritualist movement. Now, this may have its place for those who desire it, but as I stand as a messenger for the Ascended Masters, this is not permitted. I would lose the gift of the messengership and of prophecy were I to engage in any form of intercourse with the departed. And it is the absolute insistence of the Ascended Masters that their disciples, and I consider myself a disciple of the Ascended Masters, um, they insist that the the disciple is always in the full use of his faculties when he is in communion with God, retaining his own reason and judgment and self-discipline. 
So there is no point at which your own faculties are suspended. You're always completely in command of your own uh, faculties when this sort of thing is happening. That's correct. And, of course, there are different methods which the great ones use to convey uh, their concepts. Uh, Sometimes uh, taking a dictation is like reading a ticker tape coming across Times Square. It simply is letters of living fire which can be read and repeated. Uh, That is only one form of giving a dictation. Uh, The meshing of the master's consciousness with the individual's consciousness uh, has been uh, referred to uh, in regards to the Pope. When they say that the Pope speaks ex cathedra, this means out of the mouth of God. It means that God is speaking through the Pope without any opportunity for the Pope to intrude his own preferences or prejudices, and therefore the word that comes forth under those conditions is accepted as absolute and infallible. In other words, when you speak during a dictation, what you're saying is infallible. Well, I wouldn't say that it is infallible, because I think that's a very dangerous uh, conclusion to draw, but I would say that there is uh, less opportunity for error than there would normally be in, in the course of my giving forth teachings. Huh. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, we've got to take a short break, but please stay with us. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. We are indeed back. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're the Open the open door. We're talking today about the Summit Lighthouse, the Ascended Masters, and the Messengers. And a point that we made at the very beginning of the show was one that we do need to repeat here. And that is this, that the difference between the Summit Lighthouse and other organizations that purport to um, carry forth the teachings of the Ascended Masters, our, uh, this organization is sponsored, and that's a huge difference, isn't it? Well, it is a huge difference because... As we understand how the, the universe functions, so to speak, mm-hmm. there are certain laws and certain things that, that you know, are inviolate, like the 
law of karma and so forth. And so in order for us to receive the very highest teachings, sponsorship is required. Well, you know, why is it required? Why doesn't God just give us all the high teachings? Well, for one, we may not be ready for everything. Obviously, <laughs> that's the reason for progressive revelation. And number two, by our own free real choices and karma, we have limited what God can do and reveal on this planet. I mean, God sends his prophets, and what happens? They get killed, basically. <laughs> they get their heads cut off. They get crucified. They get burned at the stake. I mean, you can understand why, you know, God maybe doesn't send too many of his prophets, or the, <laughs> what the fate of them. But, but what I'm saying here is that the, this is a dispensation. It's a gift that we have this knowledge, and it might not be that our karma would normally permit this, but it's the mercy and the grace of God that these teachings are given forth, and especially the violet flame, because for many of us, and if not all of us, we couldn't make it in this lifetime without the use of the violet flame. Indeed. Well, what happens is, and again, people, maybe some of good intention and some not good intention, uh, get the idea that they're messengers. And so they are contacted by psychic spirits, which are not at the level of the ascended masters, which are essentially disembodied people. And so they become the instrument, whether wittingly or unwittingly, of teachings that are of a lower degree and not have the purity and sponsorship that are necessary for us to make the progress. So then the next question is, well, how do I sort all this out? If everybody's <laughs> claiming to this and that and so forth, well, as Mrs. Prophet said, you have to go within. You have to pray. You have to test the vibration by the fruits. You know, is this person, is this teaching leading me on to, to a mastery, a, a, a growth, or is it just, you know, patting my ego, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things you look at, and some of the things differences may be very subtle. And that's why, as you suggested, Tom, we've said so often, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the discernment to know vibration. And it's interesting, but some people may choose false teachings because it's easier. You know, they, at, at their psychology is, well, I'm really on a spiritual path, but at a certain level they said, I don't want the highest because, you know, it might be too hard for me. Yeah. You know, and so they take the easy way out. Well, some of us have been taking the easy way out for thousands of years. And this is the time where we take our stand and say, with God's help, I'm going the high way, literally, H-I-G-H way, mm-hmm. and the highest way of the brotherhood and the sponsorship because my inner self, my heart tells me this is the path I need to walk for my ascension. And the Summit Lighthouse is a community of like-minded, passionate individuals who are seeking the same goal. And I think we look at somehow we've had that opportunity in the past where our, our pathway has felt solo. We felt alone in it. You know, we, we don't find there's a lot of people clamoring to accept these teachings and, you know, carry us on a wave of popular acclaim. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, that's part of the path. Part of the initiation is to go through this trial and many trials, in fact, not yeah. just and, one. And, you know, we're not perfect. We got, you know, low back pain. We've got, uh, <laughs> we got karma. You know, I mean, we're trying to balance our karma. That's why we're here. And so, but, but you know, you mentioned community and, and community is my joy because we support each other. We can laugh at our human foibles and even our <laughs> karma sometimes as hard as it is, but we can reinforce the strength within each other. Mm-hmm. And that is the key. And that's what the Ascended Masters do. They, they encourage us. They strengthen us. They don't pass our test for us, but they give us the tools and if we're willing to make the effort, we can really make tremendous progress. And we can make our ascension, I might add. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, you know, one of the things uh, when you first find this path uh, and, and you do find community, it's, it's so exciting because you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, there are people that can, I can talk to about this, you know, because I've been keeping this within. You know, I can't necessarily talk to the, maybe my family members or the people that I grew up with or my peers in, in high school or Yeah, there are people that think like me there are people and that have like the me. same desire to know God and have an innate knowing 
there's something they must accomplish in this life. And mm-hmm. suddenly when they hear it, wow, the bell yeah. goes off. That's right. You know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with somebody recently on this very subject who had traveled here, didn't really know who we were, and said, boy, I feel like I'm home. Oh. And I said, you're not, you're not a bunch of saints, you're, you're real people I can relate to. I went, well, thanks, because, you know, we, sometimes we're, we're seen from afar and given an elevation that's not appropriate necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that I said back to her, and I didn't even think about this before I said it, but I said, you know, sometimes I feel like a survivor, mm-hmm. that I made it here by God's grace through a torturous pathway that was twisty, turning, zigging and zagging all over the place, and by God's grace, I'm here. So when you get to this place, you perhaps might feel like you're a survivor as well, and welcome to the family, you know? <laughs> you know, I love the quote, the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah. And what Mrs. Prophet taught about, she says, many are called, but few choose to be. Yes. So that's the interesting, we are called, we're all called, but you know, not, we haven't always answered that call. Well, this is the time to answer it. This is the time to choose to become and fulfill our divine purpose and become that Christ. It's not blasphemy to talk about that. It's possible, it's real, the ascended masters have proven it. They've demonstrated it. And you have to elect to become one of the elect. Yes. That's part of what you were just saying. exactly. And even to the point of writing a letter to your favorite master and saying, this is is what I want. Right. I'm soliciting your endorsement Mm -hmm. for my path home. um, Well, I've shared this before, but when I found the Teach Ascended Masters, you know, Jesus was the center of my life. And I, I actually, you know, we used to pray to Jesus and say, look, if this isn't for me, you need to tell me, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, you know, he, he confirmed it. I yeah. felt in my heart. And so. Well, yeah. And, you know, we are not here by accident. We have made those choices at some level. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We know that our karma puts us in the exactly perfect place for us to be. Because that's the part of this, the mercy of God is to give us opportunity to pass our tests. Yeah. You know, um, one other thing, when you're talking about um, being one with the universal Christ, well, there's, a, there's another dimension to this, which we should talk about, and that is that we are all becoming ascended masters. Right. This is not too high a climb either. I mean, this may sound kind of pretentious, but it really is true. Well, and it, it, it's important, you know, that we understand we're not perfecting the human. I mean, no, I would not. never want this human consciousness to be immortal. I could tell you that. It's got to be enough trouble as it is. <laughs> Neither would we, Sid. But we, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but we understanding we have a Christ consciousness within us that is perfect, is immortal. And as our soul becomes one with that, we don't lose our identity. Our identity becomes who we really are. We take on that Christ consciousness. So it's a process. And as we say, we put on our Christhood daily. As we displace the human and the karma, the negative karma we've made, we put on our Christhood. That's why it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's not perfecting the human. It, that doesn't work. We do learn that by now. So we walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We walk the path of initiation, which means the path of testing. And as we, we garner more, we garner more light that, again, displaces that which is not of the light in our temple, in our consciousness, and we ascend daily. But we ascend daily only if we strive daily. Exactly. It's, again, going back to this idea of practice, as you practice, your vibration is cleaned up a little bit, and you're able to have greater discernment. Going back to the topic we began this segment on of, by their fruits shall you know them, we have to be an active participant in that process. We can't just expect it to happen. And God gives us those moments of joy. We've all had them at some Uh, point where we've been lifted up into higher realms. And they don't last a long time. Well, why not? Because God is like giving us incentive. This is what it's like all the time. 
but you've got some work to do before you can really be there. And that's what keeps us going is the promise. And you know what else? We can help more people than we could ever conceive of in our human consciousness by walking this path and then by becoming Ascended Masters. And, and becoming an Ascended Master is like mowing your own yard, expecting the, uh, the neighborhood to get cleaned up. If you take <laughs> care of yourself, others will follow by example. Exactly. People are watching at inner levels what you do, what we do. That's right. And by the example we set, we'll help them. This has been a great show, Tom. Yeah. I know we're coming up to a close, but we I just are. want to say... What a great opportunity to know. Now, you didn't know Mark. You didn't know Elizabeth. But mm. that's a perfect example of one who knew them before and have, had, have come around to do the work that you want to do. Now. And I think it's an important point is that everybody listening to this program, it's not likely that many of you met Mark Prophet or Elizabeth Prophet, but nonetheless, you know them on the inner. And that's yeah. part of this recognition of this path is it, it's a path that your heart and your soul know already. And you can get to know them through their teachings. Absolutely. We've got volumes of videos and tapes, and it's really fun. Yes. Yeah. In fact, we'll say it right now that the www.summitlighthouse.org, just go there, look around. There's a search bar, there's a bookstore, there are all kinds of stuff. You'll find <laughs> it. It's really going to help your path. And Terry, how do we well, invite people to uh, write to us, let us know how they're feeling? Well, they can contact us through webradio at tsl.org. Good. Webradio at tsl.org. And we will answer. Email. We will. We will. We promise. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be sometimes difficult, (laughs) the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. We'll tune in again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.